0: episode of the Dairobi Health Show, where we learn how Keith Guernsey lost 100 pounds. We found Keith through a newspaper article that was printed about his story. His life story is amazing. This is a great human interest story. He's a great guy. It was a wonderful interview. I'm excited to share it with you. And for those of you interested in weight loss, I've got something I want to share with you. I introduced the Dairobi Undiet this year as an improvement over the diets we've been using With our pounds and inches drops, and it's been a tremendous success. Lots of five star reviews so far this year. Let me just read you one of them. This is from Peter. He posted it on Amazon recently. It says, I've tried many weight loss programs over the years. This program is the first one that I have used that has actually helped me change my eating habits. I use 14 drops before breakfast and 14 after dinner, along with the new Dairobi Undiet plan. I've lost 11 pounds in three weeks. The thing I like most about this weight loss plan is it won't break the bank. I enjoy that I'm still able to eat food I love. If you've ever wanted to start a new diet, I highly recommend this one. I sleep better at night and have more energy throughout my day. One bottle of drops lasts about a month. I'll definitely keep using this product. I would love for you as a listener to try it out as well. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give you a discount code here. And uh, you can buy the product. You'll get the Dairobi Diet as a guide within the package that you buy. But you can also come and join our private Facebook group where I personally coach uh, all our, our uh, customers who join the private group. and We have a lot of fun in there. I generally post something every day and it's a great group, including many people who've done the UnDiet diet and can answer a lot of questions and help you out as well. So would love to see you in there. Use coupon code INSIDER to get 15% off your order off of pounds and inches drops or anything else you like at dirobi.com. And again, with any purchase, uh, we invite you to join our private Facebook group for customers only. And now I bring you Keith Guernsey and how he lost 100 pounds and endured some real and serious life challenges. So with no further ado, Keith Guernsey, although there's just one little warning I got to give you, the audio on this call recording was not that great But I think it'll be okay, you know, for the first couple minutes, minutes, you know, probably not the best audio I've ever done, but you'll get used to it, and it'll be well worth it, I promise you. Here's Keith Guernsey.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dairobi Health Show. Today's guest, Keith Guernsey, is joining me today, and he's got an incredible life story that we're going to dive into. After two brain surgeries to remove a tumor that left him depressed... Keith turned to food for comfort, his weight weight reached way over 300 pounds, and when he met his wife Susan, his life changed. He said, I knew I had to be healthy to have a long life, and I had to get rid of that excess weight. He went on to figure out the keys to his own weight loss lock, and has lost 166 pounds. And he is the author of the book, Fathers and Sons, Sports and Life. We're excited to have him here. Keith, thank you so much for joining me on the show.
2: Thanks for having me, Dave. Appreciate it. Happy to be here. Yeah,
1: we found your story online, and we thought it was really interesting. You know, newspaper articles picked it up, and and you've got some some buzz going over your story. And uh, thank you for taking the time to share it with my audience. Uh, why don't you start? I've given it a my little pleasure. bit. Of, yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, why don't you give us more of the backstory? Brain surgery does not sound fun, but let's go back even before no, that. Tell not us about your life generally and what led up to that.
2: Well, I was having trouble hearing my uh, girlfriend at the time and uh, she kept insisting that I go to uh, a doctor and I made light of the situation by saying, I'm ignoring you because she was asking me to take out the trash and I was trying to watch my beloved New England Patriots uh, football on TV and she, to her everlasting credit, she was persistent and after many, many, many tests, it was determined that I had a benign brain tumor called an acoustic neuroma on my eighth cranial nerve. And I didn't know what all that medical mumbo-jumbo meant, but I knew it wasn't uh, wasn't good. It wasn't going to be uh, pleasant. And I actually went to the doctor and I asked the autoneurologist uh, what would happen if I didn't have the surgery. And he said, you will die. Uh, that, that kind of makes the decision for you. Um, he said I might have five years, maybe ten if I didn't have the surgery. And so I, I obviously, you know, I was in deep denial, but I went ahead and, uh, fortunately I was very, I was very lucky to have a wonderful hospital. And I found what is in my mind the best neurosurgeon in the world. And he removed the tumor in a, 10-hour operation, he got the whole tumor, sent me on my way, and I jogged out of the hospital five days later, which was a couple of days. I had a schedule and went home and resumed a normal life, so to speak, and uh, I was up at my late front condo by myself. I had been divorced for uh, about 15 years, and I picked up a paper, and I read a personal ad because I was looking for some company somebody to go to the movies with, and it said, WWWF. And I said, I have no idea what that is, but I'm intrigued enough to give it a shot. And it was far and away the best decision I've ever made in my life because it led me to my lovely wife, Susan. And she has been my buck, my inspiration for everything, most especially getting to the point where I am now, uh, being healthier at 66 than at any time since I was
1: 26. How long ago was the so, surgery?
2: Uh, the first surgery was in 1995, so 23 years ago. Uh, I met Susan in 96, and then in 97, they found out that the they had gotten the entire tumor, but they had not gotten the surrounding tumor cells. So they went back in for a 12-hour operation. And at this time, they got the tumor, they got all the surrounding tumor cells, but they, they had to do what they call a lot of scraping around the area to, to deaden, the, um, to deaden the, the tumor cells. And this led to some serious complications, uh, namely terrible, terrible headaches. I couldn't lie down, stand up, walk, do much of anything. And all I could do was sit and eat. And I was d- depressed, as you mentioned, and eating a lot of comfort food. Susan sat me down and explained to me that the four food groups were not pizza, Chinese food, Ben and & Jerry's, and Bud Light. And I-, I just knew that I had to make some serious changes. Um, let me, back, uh, let me mo- just
1: stop you there for a minute and, and back up. Uh, when, when you discovered you had the tumor, what kind of lifestyle were you living health wise?
2: Well, uh not a very uh, not a very good one. I was a bachelor and I was uh, what I say in my new book is a pet a perpetually overweight, party hardy kind of guy. I was uh um, you just just going from one party to the next and Drinking more than I should be and and just, you know, not hitting the gym and just kind of not living, but kind of just existing, if you will.
1: Was there any evidence that, uh, or did anyone suggest that, that the, the tumor was lifestyle related or was this just one of those luck of the draw, you, you know, genetic things that you might have got whether you were healthy or not? Any sense of that?
2: No, none whatsoever. It was, um, you know... It, they said that they didn't know exactly what the cause was, but since I played football and hockey and took a lot of blows to the head, that so they thought it could have been related to that, but they okay. never actually said, you know, definitely that was the cause, but I'm I'm sure it was probably a contributing factor.
1: Okay. And so you didn't have the best lifestyle at the time. You've been through some stuff. No. You're divorced. You're, you're got, you have these brain surgeries, and... And you already weren't in the best place. But then you put on a lot of weight once you're in the situation you described, right?
2: Yes. Yeah, I was just sitting around and eating comfort food day after day after day. And all of a sudden, I hit the scales and it said 340. And I'm only 5'9". And I knew that for Susan and I to have a long, happy, healthy life, that I had to do something. Shortly after that, we moved here to Georgia. She got transferred in her job, and I did get 50 pounds off, but I was still still very obese. And then we moved to Cressland, and I took it as a sign from the man above that there was a great gym 300 yards from my new house, but it would only help if I got in there and, and got to work. So I did. Now,
1: meantime, Susan, you, you mentioned her in your bio and in the whole story. You're very um, – obviously, you love her. You praise her. And and so she's she was more health-conscious than you, right? She lifted you up.
2: Yeah. Well, we did it. We actually – when we moved to Crescent, we did it together, um, you know, instead of – we still – we didn't give up completely, um, you know, any of the pizza a Chinese food. We just – uh, limited it, we, we just, she went to Weight Watchers and that kind of gave us a base of, of what we needed to do and she began cooking things like Brussels sprouts and cauliflower and we began eating apples and oranges and we both decided to do it together and we have and every year when I have a, a physical and I pass the fine colors, uh, I call her and tell her that uh, she's stuck with me for another few more decades. But um, another issue, another medical issue arose this past year in 2018. I was diagnosed in March of 2018 with prostate cancer. So that kind of uh, threw our world into upheaval, if you will. But you know, having had the brain surgeries gave me a, a little bit of more comfort in terms of going into yet another life changing or life altering surgery, if you will, so I had the uh surgery in September, and I've been doing phenomenal ever since back in the gym uh getting you know keeping the weight off, getting healthy again to the point again where i you know I'm healthier at sixty six than at any time since i was twenty six
1: yeah that's awesome. Uh- that's, that's awesome. Yeah. It's part of what I'm trying to work on with my my uh, customers is a concept I call middle-aged awesomeness, you know, trying to be mm-hmm. your best at any age. And you know what? I've had people, including my father-in-law, who said, hey, what about us 75-year-olds? And, you know, I'm seeing more and more people who are extending what we consider middle-aged into their 70s and 80s. You're you're a living example of that. of Of uh, you, you probably
2: feel like a middle aged man, uh, not a not an really old I an old guy. <laughs> I, I do absolutely do. Um, you know, the only time I know that I'm 66 when I look at my driver's license. I don't feel anywhere close. that I feel you know maybe 35 or 40. But uh, like I said, I'm healthier than I have been in in many many decades. And it shows in my um, my appearance and my demeanor and I, I see friends at events here at Cressland that congratulate me all the time on how great I look and it obviously feeds my ego.
1: Yeah, it's an inspiration. I mean, it's what we all want. We all want to be healthy and into, uh, you know, throughout our lives, right? We all, we don't, none of us wants to end up to We just don't. We want to be healthy and and strong and flexible and have all those attributes of health for as long as we can. And you're an example of that. I want to jump backwards in your story before we jump into the real details of your your massive weight loss, because it's a real success story. But first of all, I'm going to pose this question in the form of a comment. I've I've got a friend who has the most beautiful and immaculate late model truck you can imagine. The thing is lifted. It's got great tires. It's beautiful. It's got leather. Uh, That that thing always has great tires. He's always uh, making sure it gets oil when it needs to. If anything goes wrong, he gets it fixed. But the guy won't go to the doctor for a physical for the life of him. And I've said to him, I won't say his name here, but so you realize you take better care of your truck than your body, right? And He kind of laughs, but he he, he just doesn't quite understand that maintenance on the body is is really (laughs) more important than maintenance on a truck. I don't know what it is about men. I I think more than than women for sure. Why is it that not just you but tons of guys – their their wife their significant other tells them hey honey something might be wrong you ought to go see the doctor or hey it's time for your yearly physical you get that text from your your doctor's office you get that email mm. time for yearly physical we don't want to do it why is that now you went through that and luckily
2: it saved your life it sounds like right it's it it's it, it and it's you know it's kind of a um a pi, almost a prize thing and, and and guys don't wanna you know it's a it's a it's a pride thing. It's an ego thing. They don't want to admit they're unhealthy. They don't want to admit there there could be an issue. Uh, they think they know best. You know, it's, it's an attitude. And if I continued down that path, we wouldn't be having this conversation, because I wouldn't be here. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I, was, I was every bit as, as stubborn as this gentleman, but, you know, when a doctor tells you, but if you don't go ahead with the surgery, you're not going to be here in, in 10 years. It kind of makes, makes the decision for you almost.
1: Yeah, and I just want to put that plug in. I mean, almost every health insurance plan now, maybe all of them, I don't know, but they, they include a yearly physical. And I, I get mine done every they January, do. and I, I like it. I, I go in. I, they, they do the blood work. I drive my doctor a little nuts. He knows that when we're done, he's not done. Like I want to see the PDF. I want to see the blood work. I want to know where my testosterone is. I want to know where every possible nutritional uh, number is that they're possibly going to take. My cholesterol, triglycerides, the whole bit. And for me, it's fascinating and kind of fun to get that insight into your own body, right? And uh, I just wish right. we could make it that way for more people. Yeah, go ahead. Go
2: ahead. I know. Well, you know… Using myself as a, as a perfect example, last year, uh, at this time, when I went into my physical, my doctor told me for the second year in a row that I had an elevated PSA, and in, in 2017, he didn't really seem concerned. This year, he was more concerned and sent me to a urologist, and to make a long story short, it turned out that, yes, I did have cancer, and, and you know I chose the option of having the surgery and having it removed, so it's completely out of my body. But um, you know, you, you you have to swallow your pride, so to speak, sw- and um, pepper your ego and, and go and and uh, you know get these things done, get these things looked at. You know, especially as we you know as we age. I mean, when you're when you're 16 or 26 or 36, yeah, maybe you could skip a year going to the doctor. And I was, and I did. But now, you know, um, at, at, at 60 or 65, you know, you, you need to go every year. And if I didn't go, you know, I still have cancer in my system. And who knows how long, how many more years I've had.
1: Yeah. Wow. So twice now, preventive health care has, has saved your life.
2: Absolutely. No question about it.
1: OK, so let's go back to your story Many people that listen to my podcast, many people that come to my company is often originally for weight loss, and so that's one thing that uh, really sparked my interest because weight loss of over 100 pounds is, is really an accomplishment. It's, it's very difficult. A lot of people probably don't appreciate how difficult it can be uh, to lose that kind of weight. You discover yourself weighing 340 pounds at 5'9", and uh, mm-hmm. it sounds like you kind of had that epiphany of, Wow. This this is not going to work. I want to live a long, healthy life. And so, what did you start doing first?
2: Well, I just started working out gently. Uh, you know, I played sports, so I, I kind of felt like I had a base of, you know, in terms of slow and steady wins the race. You can't go too hard, too fast, too long. Um, you know, start with, you know, you got to do a lot of stretching before and after. Um, you know, start with five minutes and then 10 minutes and then, you know, 30 minutes of cardio, that type of thing. Uh, but I'd always heard that, you know, if you lose the weight fast, it's not healthy, it's not good for your heart, and you stand a much better chance of gaining it back. So, I, you know, I just, I started working out at home when we were in, uh, Duluth, Georgia. I had a stepper in my, Man cave, and I just started on that, and you know, five minutes a day uh, for a week. The next week, ten minutes, and, and then gradually growing from there. And you know, I started to lose, you know, a, a pound a week, two pounds a week, and I dropped to fifty, and then I kind of hit a hit a plateau and just kind of stayed there until we moved here five years ago. And like I say, the man above said, Keith, there's a great gym three hundred yards from your new home, but it doesn't do any good until you actually get in it and get working. And and I did. And you know, I had a, a number of friends I worked out with, you know, a lot even though we're a thousand miles from Boston, some of the other guys were from the Boston area, we got to talk Beantown Sports and worked out together and it made it friendly and easy and you know, I, and I didn't have to pretend, you know, at, at, at 60 that I was trying to train for a triathlon or anything. It just, you know, I did it an hour, an hour and a half of cardio every day and cut down on the portions significantly. That was a big thing. Um, Susan and I doing it together helped a lot. Her cooking, like I say, Brussels sprouts and cauliflower instead of eating um, subs and pizza. Was a great help, um, and and moving around during the day, even after the workout, you know, just chasing the dog around the house, going up and down the stairs, walking the dog, that type of thing, you know, all those things came into play. I cut, I got way way back on my soda intake, which was also a big help, and all of a sudden the weight started to drop, and then and I'm still down, uh, 135 pounds or. Five pounds less than my high school football playing weight 50 years ago. So.
1: Your story sparks a really interesting uh, point that is uh, kind of an interesting thing to debate and that is that the common knowledge or the, the common belief in today's uh, understanding of fitness and nutrition is that nutrition is probably about 80% of the equation. And fitness is probably 20% in actual weight loss and, and overall health. And yet, for many, many people, their weight loss journey starts with the gym, not in the kitchen. And mm-hmm. uh, and that's how it sounds for you. And I and I've heard people who who feel like someone's doing something wrong if they if they hit the gym and don't change their nutrition. And my attitude has been, you know what, let them do whatever works for them because sooner or later right. they'll get that. But let them do what they're ready for. Um, yeah, talk to that. You you were an athlete. So when you started to think weight loss, you thought about the gym. You, you. It sounds like you didn't start with thinking about eating the apple or the orange. Talk to us about that and, and how when, when well, and how I, did I, the I,
2: nutrition become important? I, I did both. You know, Susan's going to Weight Watches. Gave us a base of, of, you know, what, what we should eat, what we shouldn't eat. For me, the big thing was portion, con- you know, from a, from a food perspective was portion control. I used to be able to eat an entire pizza and wash it down with a six pack of Bud Light. Now, uh, two slices and two beers and, <laughs> and I'm ready to go to bed. But, uh, portion control was a big thing for me. Um, and, and that helped. And, and, and of course, as I lost the weight, my stomach shrunk, and it became a kind of a cycle. And I, I just couldn't eat like I used to. And uh, you know, the the um, gym and the nutrition went for me went hand in hand.
1: And I bet you don't do two pieces of pizza and two beers every night either. I mean, that's. That's got to be something you, oh, no. you do occasionally.
2: Right, 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 right. I'm, I'm, yeah, I didn't mean to give that impression, but when I do <laughs> sit down, uh, it's like, you know, every two weeks or so, maybe every three weeks, depending on what's going on, um, that'll be it. Two beers and two slices. And that, never that's like a, bed. a treat day. That's, that's your cheat day.
1: That's yes, a normal exactly. day,
2: yeah. Right,
1: exactly. Now... You talked about losing the first 50 pounds, and then you plateaued, so you got still over 100 pounds to go. Once you got serious about losing that final 100 pounds, how long did that take you?
2: It took me about oh, a year and a half or so. It didn't take even half, maybe two years, uh, because, like I said, I was focused on slow and steady, focused on. Losing it a little in time because that's what I had always heard that if you lose it a little at a time, you'll keep it off, um, and you won't put a strain on your body and your heart and, um, just better long term. And it, it's proven, proven true for me. I've had it, had it off for about three years now and I intend to have it off for the rest of my life. And I'm, you know, very careful about watching. Um, you know, that, that, it, that it stays off. with when, you know, when maybe I give myself a, like a buff of maybe two pounds and that's about it.
1: That's a great point right there. I, I want to talk to you about that. I, I think that for some people who lose a lot of weight, that there can be somewhat of a disappointment at the end because somehow they had it in their mind that once they got to their ideal body weight, That angels would come out and sing, and the world would just be a perfect place, and their candidate would become the president, or who knows what, right? Yeah. But in actual fact, once you lose the weight, you're just normal. It's just normal, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, yeah, talk about that.
2: Yeah. For me, for me, it was, it was, uh, it was a revelation in terms of, you know, uh, when I saw our old family and friends, uh, you know, we remarked about how great I looked and, and just how I felt. And like I said, I felt like I turned the clock back, you know, many, many decades. Uh, and, and I could do, you know, so many more, so many more things, so many more activities, um, you know, without getting winded or without getting tired. That type of thing. And, and you know, uh, my goal basically is Susan and I met later in life so that my goal is to live until I'm 95, which is another 28 years, so that we can dance at our 50th wedding anniversary. That's always yeah. been my stated goal. And, and I intend to make that.
1: That's beautiful.
2: Yeah.
1: And you're certainly not going to do it. If you're overweight, it sounds like uh, uh, yeah. you've accomplished something great, and and to to my point of you know maybe taking off the weight and then finding that the angels aren't singing, it's not maybe as spectacular as you had in your mind. And some people put it back on. It sounds like that long term goal is an important part of keeping it off for you. Absolutely,
2: there's no question, no question about it. You know, for for me, it's. When you wait 44 years of your life to meet your, your soulmate, you want to be with that individual, in my case, Susan, for a very, very, very long time. And I, I felt very strongly that I would be cheating her and I would be cheating myself if I didn't get the weight off and get healthy so that we can have a long, long time together.
1: So now you're both living this healthy lifestyle together. You're feeling better than you have in decades. And uh, let me ask you a few questions. What is your favorite healthy breakfast?
2: Well, yeah, I saw that question uh, on your email, and that is dependent on what the scale says um, that (laughs) morning. My my favorite healthy breakfast, if I'm where I want to be, is a cheeseburger omelet from IHOP. If I'm a, a pound or two up, it's a bowl of cereal, which I don't mind at all. So do you weigh yourself
1: every morning?
2: morning? No, about every two weeks or so. But okay. I can I can tell how how I feel. Um, when we go to IHOP, I'll have my my favorite cheeseburger if the scale has told me it's okay to do so.
1: Okay, so you're basically you're you're trying to keep your ideal body weight and allow a little fluctuation, but uh, not much.
2: Correct. Exactly. Yeah,
1: yes. How about your favorite healthy lunch?
2: It's Susan's, what I call world famous homemade pizza. That's where the, the pizza comes in, and that's where the two slices come in. But no, no beer at lunch, <laughs> except on very rare occasions if I have something to celebrate. But um, my favorite lunch is her, her pizza.
1: And it's a healthy pizza?
2: Well, not exactly, but we don't do it all that often. It's, uh, it, it's you know, meatball pizza, and it, it's not specifically a quote-unquote healthy pizza, but, you know, I, I don't have that much of it, and we don't have it that often, so I feel like it's okay to uh, to cheat a little bit.
1: Well, back to the back to the portion control, right? That really is a critical part yeah. of this.
2: Absolutely, no question. Okay, how about dinner? Dinner is pasta with shrimp from Scott's downtown restaurant. But again, that's a you know once a year, twice a year treat.
1: <laughs> what about healthy dinner? What's your favorite healthy dinner?
2: Believe it or not, I don't know how healthy it is, but I just have a bowl of cereal. For dinner? I like my cereal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure.
1: Why not? You're, you're, you're not alone. A lot of people love cereal, that's for sure.
2: Yeah. That's and, basically uh, it. it? You
1: know. Do you have a go-to healthy snack? You mentioned apples and oranges earlier. Is fruit a favorite? No. What, what's your favorite healthy snack?
2: No, that that's one thing I should have mentioned earlier. I don't do snacks anymore. I I used to do, I used to do, you know, I love candy, M and M's, Fritos, you know, anything like that. But I I don't really do snacks anymore. I will allow myself some peanut M and M's every so often, but uh, buying lives, no snacks.
1: Okay, so this portion control and limiting your calories really is the the biggest thing in your story, probably, for, for yeah. weight loss. Oh,
2: absolutely. No question yeah. about it. No question about it, yeah. How are you sleeping now? Like a, like a log. I sleep great. I sleep and great.
1: Was that One the case the, before when you were overweight?
2: No, absolutely not, no. No, I've never slept better in my life. And I got my eight hours and I'm up and I'm up at around 4.30 because we have a four-footed alarm clock who makes us get up. And uh, Susan will take him out for a walk, and I'll head to the gym and get my workout done before I wake up fully and have a chance to cut myself out of it.
1: Tell me about your workouts. What are you doing now to keep yourself in shape?
2: Well, I do uh, 45 minutes of cardio. I do either elliptical or the bike or a treadmill, you know, fast walking on a treadmill, and then I do about a half an hour of light lifting because I have a, a torn rotator cuff in my right shoulder, so I, I can't do the power lifting that I used to do when I played football and hockey. But uh, I do 45 minutes of cardio and then about a half an hour of uh, light lifting.
1: That's
2: and then, original. of course, uh, yeah, during the day, just... Keep it moving, walking up and down stairs. I do some a lot of resistance band work during the day um, and just generally keep, keep moving.
1: And uh, how many days a week do you exercise?
2: Well, I'm in the gym during the week, Monday through Friday. But I, I always try to get some exercise on the weekend, whether it be, you know, I might go for a swim, go for a walk. You know, whatever the case may be, but you know, I, I'm my regiment is an hour and a half in the gym uh, every weekday, Monday to Friday.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, you have you have really taken yourself from a bad place to a a good place through healthy lifestyle decisions, and it's not like you're you're certainly not a uh, a health food store junkie. I mean, you're eating some foods that a lot of people don't consider to be that healthy, but you cut out the snacks, you're doing the portion control, you're exercising right. hard and you feel better than you have in yours. Correct. Was there any books or experts along the way that really inspired you?
2: Well, not really, but as I said, Susan, you know, did start with weight, did go to Weight Watchers. So that kind of gave us a, a, kind of a guideline, but no, Um, you know, there weren't any real books that, that, uh, you know, talked about getting healthy, nutrition, although, um, the the only thing that comes close to that is TV 12, uh, Tom Brady's book, you know, with his, I I did it through a lot of resistance band work that he does as well. And, you know, I mean, he's just a tremendous, Example because he's a successful professional quarterback still at the age of 41. So, you know, I modeled some of my workout after him.
1: Okay, cool. And you've written a book. Tell us about your book.
2: Well, I've actually written two and I just finished a third. Um, my first book was about Boston sports, my experiences as a player, as a coach, uh, and as an avid fan. My second book, "Fathers and Sons' Sports and Life," was was a sequel to that, but it had more family um, family bent to it. It was about my great relationship with my father, who was the ultimate sports parent. My third book that I just finished is called "Overcoming the Odds: My Triumphs Over Cancer, Brain Surgery, and Obesity."
1: Wow. I've only got the link to the book, Fathers and Sons, Sports and Life. Um, So would you make sure and send me over the links to the other two books or whatever information you have so I can put them in the show notes?
2: Certainly. The, The third book isn't published yet. It's finished. It's with my editor. It should be out in about 30 to 45 days. But yes, I'll certainly send you over the link to the first book, Confessions of a Beantown Sports Junkie.
1: Well, that would be terrific. And before I let you go, you're you're a guy who's had some life experience. I mean, you you know, in a lot of ways, and a published author, and you've had this these incredible challenges, but also triumphs in health. Any other life experience you want to share with us before we we let you go, or just keys keys to the good sure. life? Let's hear it.
2: Yeah, John. Don't let the little bumps in the road get you down. Don't let the blips on the radar screen get you down. Persevere. Keep moving forward. Um, there's always light at the end of the tunnel, and just keep keep going. Don't let you know, uh, as, as Sta much wise and I once said, the man above doesn't give you any challenges that you cannot overcome. Great that, words from someone who has been
1: there, done that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Keith Guernsey, thank you so much for being on the call. For those of you my listening, pleasure. yeah, thank you. It's been it's been tremendous, especially for anyone listening who is uh, struggling with weight loss. There's some phenomenal tips in here, and uh, of course, we will put them on the website. So if you go to blog. Irobi.com, that's D-I-R-O-B-I.com. And look for Keith Guernsey. Uh, so no matter when you're listening to this, uh, uh, you'll be able to just go to the blog and find it. There'll be links to the book, links to um, the uh, transcript, as well as a few quotables of some of the cool and inspirational things that were said. So make sure and check those things out there. And uh, until next time, this is Dave Sherwin wishing you health and success.
0: All right. Thank you so much for listening. And as I told you in the beginning, make sure and take note of that coupon code INSIDER, I-N-S-I-D-E-R. Just enter that at checkout at Dairobi.com to get 15% off any purchase. We'll see you next time.